Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. indicating there will be no deal on this so-called bipartisan border deal coming out of the Senate. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. And as we have clearly detailed, doesn't have to be the only thing. How about we start with the money for the technology to be able to know who's crossing the border and then the money to finish the fence, the wall, whatever you want to call it, that will allow for the funneling of people two areas where Border Patrol is so they can control the situation. And how about some legislation just to bring back Remain in Mexico, which is a policy that works. And how about reminding our Mexican friends that they can be part of the problem or they can be the enemy too. It's their choice. A lot of things can happen. And none of it has to be tied to Ukraine. And none of it has to be tied to this maddening idea from the White House, this flat-out lie that give me the power to do something. Dear Lord, if you're buying into that, I didn't say you had to like Trump. I'm not saying you have to like me. But if you buy into that, you're so full of it. And you know it. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Then there is this this, uh, Jim Lucas madness. My gosh, he flashed a gun at kids. Whoa, up. There's a story. And one could argue that Jim Lucas, Representative Lucas, was wrong. But there's a bigger story here about grown men and women who teach children to be afraid of firearms. Irrationally, irresponsibly afraid. You see the video from yesterday? It's performance art. And it's bad performance art. And shame on these adults for what they're doing to these kids. Oh, and the reaction. Oh, the opinion pieces. My God. You want to talk about a group of people who never could have won World War II? They're the ones teaching our kids and writing opinions. I will get into all of it. But right now, it's about how terrorism works. It was a great line from Carol Markowitz involving what the United States and the United Kingdom are doing. 
The U.S. looking for a ceasefire because Joe Biden has to appease a radical, rabid base that has clearly stated they want Israel destroyed. But moreover, if you're now looking for a two-state solution and Hamas isn't destroyed, you're saying terrorism works. And we're going to have to ask ourselves what our plan is. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. So Zuckerberg got hit hard. Hard. In this hearing that took place yesterday... I mean, there's apologies being given. There's senators grandstanding. You're killing people. Even I was like, whoa. And I think Mark Zuckerberg's terrible. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. You will not see me have any love lost for a guy who was proactive in trying to silence people. But there is a tremendous amount about social media and the, the responsibilities these companies have that they are in an uphill battle against the onslaught against them. So when I hear this from uh, Senator Lindsey Graham. Uh, Mr. Zuckerberg, you and the companies before us, I know you don't mean it to be so, but you have blood on your hands. You have a product. You have a product that's killing people. I'm not so sure that that's anything other than grandstanding. If we want to discuss the sexual exploitation or the exploitation, I guess, writ large of children on social media, you're not going to get me to disagree that it happens and that it is horrific. Both things are true. What Senator Lindsey Graham is saying here is that Facebook is proactive in this and possibly proactive in the general allowing as opposed to maybe some aiding and abetting. This is the exchange between Senator Mike Lee and Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook. You for a moment, Mr. Zuckerberg. Instagram recently announced that it's going to restrict all teenagers from access to... Uh, uh, eating disorder material, suicidal ideation-themed uh, material, self-harm content, and that's fantastic. Uh, that's great. Um, what's, what's odd, what, what I'm trying to understand is, is why it is that Instagram is um, only restricting, it's, it's restricting access to, to uh, sexually explicit content but only for teens ages 13 to 15. 
Uh, why not restrict it for 16 and 17 year olds as well? Uh, Senator, my understanding is that we don't allow sexually explicit content uh, on, on the service for people of any age. Um, the, the, um, How is that going? Uh, you know, our, our, uh, our prevalence metrics suggest that w I think it's 99% or so of the content that we remove we're able to identify automatically using AI systems. So I think that our efforts in this, while they're not perfect, I think are industry leading. Um, the, the other thing. The idea that you're going to get it all. See, this is this is not, I think, a good faith question. I think the good faith question would be the technologies that you use. What do, what is it that they do not gain access to and therefore remove, and how does that get increased? And what plans do you have in place to increase that as a responsible business owner? I think that this this hearing is much more about, hey, let me get my minute in the sun than it was about solving a problem. Because I would put forth to you that Senator Lindsey Graham and Senator Mike Lee and I'm not saying Mike Lee isn't a smart dude. I'm saying Mike Lee is definitively a smart dude. They wouldn't know how to program their TV remote. I don't think we are digging into uh, the, the, the onslaught of what's coming at these companies. Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana. If you think that Instagram is not hurting millions of our young people, particularly young teens, particularly young women, you shouldn't be driving. It is. If you think There's no doubt that it is. But Senator Kennedy's point that you, you'd, you'd, be, you'd be a fool, you wouldn't be okay in the head if you didn't think that this was hurting people. You're directing it at Mark Zuckerberg. You need to be directing it, as Senator Kennedy of Louisiana, at the parents of Louisiana. What are they doing to keep an eye on their kids? What are you doing? I don't mind that we say to a company, what is the standard that you uphold here? And I don't mind a public shaming to ensure the upholding. But you're talking to the wrong folk. The onslaught of people who want to do damage on social media is never ending, is unrelenting. But those people have absolutely zero ability to do any of it if a parent says no and actually engages in parenting. But that involves a society that says that there is a parent-child relationship, the parent has dominion over the child, and the parent can decide what happens on the phone, which belongs to the parent, not the child. It doesn't matter if it was a gift. There are people who will tell you, well, you see, you can't take your kid's phone. You gave it to them. It's theirs. You're not allowed to take it. Those people are crazy and should be dismissed. They should be laughed at publicly. So there is, a with within this, a, a very large parental responsibility. Now the other side of that. Sometimes parents do everything possible. And things still don't work out. And horrible things still happen because kids are kids. And if there are these platforms and if there are 
people trying to manipulate the platform, bad things can happen. And yes, there are children who have absolutely been exploited and sexually exploited, and it is a horror show. I have I I wouldn't have a single word uh, uh, for these parents in regards to comfort because there's just no way for me to give it. I wouldn't lie to them. I wouldn't even pretend to have the word. I, I, I'll listen. I'll listen all day. I don't have a word for you that's going to make it better. And I, I, I will tell you as, as a very personal uh, aside, when people try and find the words to make it better, I, I find it insulting in a way that is, it, it, it's probably irrational. I, I get it, it's me, but oh. And I'm not talking about things as horrific as this. So when Senator Hawley of Missouri is screaming at Mark Zuckerberg to apologize to families and Zuckerberg gets up, turns around in the hearing and starts talking to these parents. There anybody you haven't that's compensated a single not, victim. Let me ask you said. this. Let me ask you this. There's families of victims here today. Have you apologized to the victims? I, Would I'm, you like to do so now? Well, they're here. You're on national television. Would you like now to apologize to the victims who have been harmed by your product? Show them the pictures. Would you like to apologize for what you've done to so these So Mark Zuckerberg turns around and starts talking to them. And I mean, the press goes crazy. They're, they all turn their cameras. And here's Zuckerberg talking to these people. And this is why we invested so much and are going to continue doing these efforts to, uh, to make sure that no one has to go through the types of things that your families have had to suffer. Now... There's transcripts of that that I'll grab and we'll share over at TonyCats.com. That's right. You make them apologize. Since when are we the society of the struggle session? What Senator Hawley did there is all about look at me. Nothing's better. That That Mark Zuckerberg never called a family... Well, that's on Mark Zuckerberg. That Mark Zuckerberg never spoke to anybody who, because of a, a, a lack of controls of the platform, was abused or harmed or worse? That's on Mark Zuckerberg. For not being the kind of guy who will call somebody. Or maybe you don't because there are lawsuits aplenty. But a U.S. senator engaging in a struggle session? Um... Uh, I, I don't know how anybody didn't think that this was pretty ugly. That the conversation itself, that the discussion itself is necessary. But this, holy hell. Look at us. We're the senators. We'll sit on this dais. We'll point you out. And that's this business owner today. See, you don't mind going after this business owner. Unless, of course, that business owner is decorating cakes for same-sex marriages. Our job is to solve problems to the best of our ability. Not to do this. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, 
jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Good to hear Matt Bear back in studio. Tony Katz at 93 WIBC. Good morning. That, that's me. Matt Bear does the traffic. Carl's behind the board. You've got Ryan Hedrick and Kurt Darling in the WIBC newsroom. Uh, is, is Matt telling people where he was yesterday? Yeah, I can do that. Sure. It, it's it's totally up to you. I I did not out you in any way, shape, or form. Oh, thank you. I, I'm, honestly, <laughs> I'll go to the grave with this stuff, man. No, no, I, I appreciate that. It wasn't, um, yeah, it, it was cool. I, I, I was picked for a jury pool here in Marion County. Yeah. The second of us to be picked to attend jury duty, but the difference is I got selected and lost my head. You, I guess, did not get selected? No, I did not get selected. Um, I, I was one of the first ones out, in fact, um, and that's that's fine. <laughs> it was... I love jury pools just because they're, I mean, you get every walk of life in there. You get all the diversity, and everybody was just so workmanlike. I mean, it, it was a great experience. But I know I, I got thrown off, but I think that was just because I was a little too emphatic in my answers. It was that kind of thing. It was a very, it seemed Wait. like to me it was a, going to be a, a tough case to try because it, it seemed like to me it was domestic abuse. So so, so when you say uh, you were emphatic, did you just start screaming, Guilty! Exactly. I, I stared down the defendant. Oh, <laughs> I looked at him right in the eye and I gave him the death glare. Good Lord, man. That's that's not necessary at all. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. Of course. That not. is. Uh, I mean, so I in my life, I had never been called for jury duty. And then it was, you know, federal court. And um, and then I got selected and I was like, uh. If, if, I I have said this before. If the trial had been like like a four day, I would have I would have done it. No question. Would have called the station. And been like I'm doing this, and totally ha- not a problem. It was like five weeks, and they couldn't guarantee that. I'm like I'm I'm gonna be out of a job. Could be they, they 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 I'll be replaced. This this is destructive on both shows. Everything else. But how long was this trial supposed to be? Um, I think it was just going to be a day. There were no indicators whatsoever that it was going to be longer than that. Um, just from what I gathered, uh, maybe something happened at Lucas Oil Stadium, and maybe there was an incident there. But I was one of the first ones out. My group was the first one in the box, and then six of us were dismissed, and I was one of the six that were dismissed. So, Is it true? Is it true you were dismissed because of a relationship with this program? (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I, I mean, some people knew who I was there. I mean, and that was that was nice. The judge, oh, look at the humble brag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, well, the judge, on the way out, the judge looked at me and he said, "You sound a lot taller on the radio." And, oh, and I was like, oh, "Okay, sure." By the way, please tell me that's true. It is true, absolutely. No, yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. I like the judge. I especially like him now that he recognized me. But I like the judge because he had a little stick to him. It was a serious matter. He had a little shtick. I thought he was a good judge. I was like, I can get oh. with this guy. He's he's a bit of an entertainer, you know. Yeah, don't don't say don't say the judge's name. Don't do that. No, I'm not going but, to do that. But the judge actually remember. said to you, "You sound taller on the radio." Yeah. By the way, it's a good observation. You totally do sound taller on the radio. I, I I thought it was an interesting thing to say. I was nervous because I was standing up and the whole room was looking at me, and I just get nervous like that anyways. So I was just laughing, and then I walked out, and I I walked out. That was that. But yeah, it was it was a very professional operation. My compliments to Marion County and the the new Justice Center. Tony is a palace. 
I mean, it's, it's beautiful. I, I thought they did a nice job with it. Everything was great. Everything was great. I, they say the jury's supposed to be the most important person in the room, and I felt like that. I really felt like that. So. All right. Well, good. There it is. Uh, so uh, serve. make sure you show up for jury duty. <laughs> yeah. And uh, unless your career is on the line, serve. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's yeah. all. That's all there is to it. Uh, that's Matt Bear, model American citizen. Woo! Civic duty, baby. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. interest rate changes and the markets weren't super thrilled with that yesterday tony katz and 93 wibc good morning now everything's great oh market's fine everything's terrific what's what's wrong with you it's not it's not the fed which everyone thought last year when they had their meeting, oh, we're going to see rated uh, decreases. We're going to see three of them. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. Everything's perfect. If you read the minutes, the minutes said, um, yeah, we, we don't know if any of that's true. We don't, we don't know what's going to happen. We're not sure. What is true, what is factual, is that they want 2% inflation. We have 3.9% inflation. And that means rates will stay where they are. In my conversation with Dr. Matt Will yesterday, economist at the University of Indianapolis, why should one believe that this, why should one not believe that this won't be the case for 2024? That there certainly is always the possibility that they will engage some kind of decrease, but nothing big, nothing fancy, nothing major. Why are you thinking three? Maybe there'll only be one and a quarter point at that. Maybe an eighth of a point. They'll, they'll test the waters. Do not make this assumption that everything, because the administration says it's good, it is. We talked about, and, and, and guys, we discussed this yesterday, UPS and the 12,000 jobs that they're cutting. Make sure you remember that these are not the jobs, you know, uh, UPS created a deal or struck a deal with the union for, for the workers, air conditioning in the trucks and, and, and all pay raises, whole sorts of things. That's all still in, in, in place. These 12,000 jobs are management jobs. And it's not like oh, things will, you know, they'll rehire when things get better. No, they're doing without. These are gone. These jobs are gone. And then it was the part two. And, and, I, and I thought Dr. Will made a, a very strong point here. We discussed it, but maybe it requires a little more thought. It's the back to work five days a week thing. This is happening all over the place. What happens when people say, yeah, I'm not coming back? What what happens to an economy when people say I'm not coming back? Because 
the 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 you see this on the federal government side, which the fact that they have not demanded this is is only proof positive of, of the inmates running the asylum as opposed to the inmates we or the asylum or the crazy people we elect. I don't know, would they be asylum? They're not asylum seekers. They're people we send to the asylum, but they're also nutty. You gotta be a little bit nutty to run. I'm not saying they're all bad people. There's some very good people who run for office. But man, to want that, whew, that's not easy. Uh, and we and we make it that way, right? We want it to be impossible. Oh, all politicians, they're just corrupt. And that's what we tell ourselves. And, and it just makes everything easy to, just to hate as opposed to try and actually get things done. It's, 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 it's a weird process that we put ourselves through to try and have a little bit of moral superiority. It's, mess, it's messed up. It truly is. Uh, neither here nor, nor there. People who work in the federal government should be back in the office five days a week. You work for us. We expect you uh, to be there. And no, you can't do your job at home. The job's not getting done. So stop complaining. Stop telling us about your problems. You want to work from home. Go be a consultant. Work in your underwear. I don't care what you do. Do your work at 3 a.m. Doesn't bother me any. But if you're working on my dime, show up. Producer Carl, he doesn't get to work from home. He'd love to. Oh, oh, it's a dream. But that's not the way it works. The show has to have somebody there at 40 Monument Circle. And Carl is like, I'm man enough to do it. Me, I'm I'm staying in Carmel. If only because I came down to Indianapolis yesterday and got a flat tire. Ho, ho, ho. I didn't hit a pothole. I hit a crater. An unavoidable crater on Fall Creek I'm, I'm not going to do it now, but I will discuss it at 745 and how the people of Indianapolis, hmm, uh, what, what is this abusive relationship that you're in where you'll vote for a guy who will lie to you and say, I'm your guy to fight for abortion, but when it comes to the everyday things, you're on your own, and I don't care if you bitches are happy at all. Who you voted for this. We should we should discuss your problems. But we should also discuss what it's like to have a mayor who does not care about the people at all. I will I will get into that. UPS telling people they have to come back to the office is going to kick off a lot of offices that I mean some have already started saying you have to come back to the office. And this also could have an effect on uh, employment rates and on the economy. Now, in some ways, this could be very good. If people came back to downtown Indianapolis and filled the office buildings, it would be better for all the ancillary businesses uh, around the city. People who want to open new places, and sadly, there are things closing, like like Mimi Blue on Mass Ave. But more people downtown would create opportunity. Now, uh, they'd have to uh, uh, avoid uh, the the Pothole Express. And maybe that's the point. Uh, don't fix the potholes because you don't want the cars downtown. Isn't that right, Democratic Socialists? I mean, communists. I mean, oh, whatever you call yourselves. It would be better. But there hasn't been enough force of getting people back in the office. And it could have an effect because some people might say, forget this. I'm not even showing up. Something to watch in 2024. 
Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Tuesday at the State House. That's an actual headline from a group called the StatehouseFile.com. And believe me when I say, my gosh, I think they may be journalistically challenged. We will have a disagreement on a whole series of things, but let's talk about what happened here and why people like James Briggs, who's back to writing so-called opinion uh, at the Indy Star, I mean, it could be his opinion, I I call it so-called. I truly can't wrap my mind around this. Indiana State Representative Jim Lucas flashed his gun to some students and not only believes it was an appropriate way to conduct himself, but also thinks he was teaching the kids lessons on how to be an adult. Flashed, flash gun, flash is all you hear, and you're like, what in the world? happened what happened here here's what happened at the state house tony katz 93 wibc good morning the moms demand action people came to town now this is a terrible group said it meant it willing to debate it i say terrible because shannon watts terrible terrible lies fraud as far as i'm concerned when you're trying to sell this as a story No recognition of the value of the Second Amendment. No recognition of the lives saved. Only a full-on assault. And it isn't about common sense, gun, anything. It's about the elimination of my right to protect and defend myself. And as I often discuss, my father's right to protect and defend himself at the age of 86. Your argument is he shouldn't have to. We get rid of all the guns. The rational argument is that's not going to happen. You sound weird. Well, now they've got students doing this, and it was students demand action. Okay. They came up to Representative Jim Lucas. Now, Jim Lucas has had uh, uh, moments where he has disagreed with what I've said, liked what I have said. I, I don't have any specific issue with the man. I can agree or disagree at any moment. And he was at the the state house when students from the Burris Laboratory School in Muncie were speaking to him. They're part of Students Demand Action. They're attending the annual Advocacy Day. They want lawmakers to do more to curb gun violence. I I would love a definition of gun violence as opposed to any other kind of, of violence. And then um, what can you engage, what conversations are you having without violating my right to keep and bear arms? I'd love to hear this. Um, And when they encounter Representative Lucas on an elevator in the Statehouse, he's like, what what are you doing here? This is the reporting from the Statehouse file. Kira Howard reporting. They say they're talking about guns, and Luke is like, well, let's step out of the elevator. We can have a conversation. One of the students is uh, recording 
There's a parent chaperone. They're discussing gun laws and school shootings. And I, I take it as maybe they, they asked him a question. And he's like, well, I'm carrying right now. And he moves his jacket aside to show that he's got a firearm. And that's when the students are like, this is the problem. And now I feel fear. You, you, you feel fear. One of the students said, my heart sank to my stomach. I genuinely felt very unsafe in that moment. And I just, I really just wanted to have the conversation to kind of end after that. And continues, it kind of almost felt like a threat to me. And then uh, the student continues, and I'm quoting here. I want to say that's not how he meant it, but when you show someone that you have a gun on you, there's no way really other to mean anything besides a threat. With all due respect to the student, this is why you're a student. It is as obvious as the day is long that no threat was made. Now, when argument can be made, I think very rationally, as to whether or not you, when you are somebody who is concealed carrying, you show your firearm. I would argue you don't. I would argue that that is a mistake. But here is a representative having a conversation with students who are being told that guns are bad in all ways and in all places. And he is proving a point that here he is carrying a firearm and they're not in danger at all. As a matter of fact, you don't know very often someone's carrying a firearm. You're not in danger at all. The idea that you felt fear. Well, okay, you felt fear. What, a, what an adult is supposed to say to you is, well, you don't have to be afraid. You have to be aware. Be aware, not afraid. That's a much better way to go through life. Now let's move on. But that's not what happens. You have adults telling these kids, oh, you're right to be afraid. Oh, isn't it scary? Got a, a gun on his side. Oh, that's so scary. Do you need therapy? Do you need counseling? How do we help you? Instead of teaching these children how to overcome and handle and deal and not live in fear, you inculcate and breed the fear. As far as I'm concerned, the parents in Muncie of these children and running these groups should be damn well ashamed of themselves. What are you teaching? Certainly not a skill that provides any value going forward. Yes, you felt fear. You shouldn't, though. You were in no danger whatsoever. You recognize that now? Okay, good. Let's go get ice cream. I would say to the student, respectfully, you felt fear, but you kept recording. You didn't run. You did not run. You did not scream gun and lose your mind. You kept recording and talked about how you felt afraid. You felt fear. That's, that's, we should talk about your emotions. And well, I don't think that's the right thing to, to, to immediately connect with. Let's talk about that. What exactly made you afraid? No firearm was pointed at you. Nobody actually engaged a threatening conversation. They were having a conversation, respecting you enough to do so, and said, look, there's nothing to be afraid of here. With all due respect, maybe maybe emotionally you got to think about this and, and realize that nobody was threatening you. You were never under any threat. There was nothing ever to be afraid of at all. And you, I, it's clear that there are a lot of people carrying a firearm all the time and you don't know. Awareness is valuable. Fear is valueless. You don't have to live in fear. 
And when we talk about school safety, I get that you see what happens with school shootings. You're like, is that going to be my school? That's a legitimate feeling. No one is saying no. So we should discuss as adults how we protect that school. The idea that we protect airports and we protect federal buildings, but we don't protect schools the way we do those. I see that as an issue, something we should address. Now, I, 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 I know I got to take a break, Carl. I, I'm, I'm, I'm fully aware. My discussion about feelings and, and about uh, how we should be raising our children is, is I, I defend that anywhere and against the nonsense that's coming out from the Indiana Democratic Party and others and, and this stuff from the Indy Star. I mean, it's pathetic. You, pe- you people cannot lead at all. And the, you, you could not have won World War II. You are cowards and children and failures as men and women. <laughs> I say it, I'll debate it anywhere. You're failing our kids. You're failing them. But I do think it is very acceptable to say, uh, Representative Lucas, you could have had this conversation without showing anybody anything. If you're concealed carry, you should be concealed. That's an argument and a good one. But there is a part two to this. I'll get to that in the eight o'clock hour. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. So you have the United States, a story out of Axios that the State Department is reviewing options for possible recognition of a Palestinian state, and the United Kingdom is looking at that as well. Translation, terrorism works. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. You can murder 1,200 Israelis and others. You can kidnap women and children from all nations. You can keep them in cages. You can burn people alive. You can rape the women. And the U.S. will reward you. That's what we have been told. The same United States that has members like Rashida Tlaib, this Jew-hating bigot, There was a piece of legislation, a bill, Bill 6679. It's called the No Immigration Benefits for Hamas Terrorists Act and expands a ban on the PLO uh, and their officers uh, to come into the United States, including all PLO members. It also bars Hamas members and other participants of the October 7th attack. Corey Bush and Rashida Tlaib voted against it. Rashida Tlaib is who Andre Carson calls his sister. So I don't know why your sister voted this way, uh, Congressman Carson. Cori Bush votes this way because as a communist, she's just going to go along with anything that helps hurt the nation. 
Rashida Tlaib votes this way because she is on the side of Hamas. Grow up, get with the program, recognize this, and then work towards isolating her in the House and then getting her voted out of office. You isolate her in the House by having somebody run against Ilhan Omar, a Democrat. Let's get her to lose a primary. Ocasio-Cortez, Jamal Bowman, Andre Carson. Let's recruit Democrats to run again. I can't get a Republican to run, never mind win. I can't get Indianapolis to think for themselves on some of these things. So let's go get a Democrat who believes all the Democrat things, but doesn't think that Jews should be killed. And let's go get them. Isolate her. And then get her voted out, which will be very hard to do in these areas of Michigan, but one must fight. Now, shouldn't they? So that's number one. But that was actually not um, that popcorn moment. I'm going to dig into this uh, in depth on Tony Katz today. Uh, let me let me give you this, the popcorn moment. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. It's a story you need to hear to believe. Then grab your popcorn because there is more. As we know, there were uh, there was a police officer attacked by illegal immigrants in New York. Uh, the illegal immigrants, no jail time, getting followed by reporters, giving cops, uh, giving reporters the finger. They don't care. Total impunity. There are organized now pickpocketing rings in New York. By the way, we have these same problems with crime right here in Indianapolis, Fishers, Carmel, other places. You hear people talking about it. The organized crime from South America and Central America is nutty. Are, are we not going to discuss this out loud? This is what happens when you don't have a border. This is what happens when you don't think that there should be law and order. When you say defund the police, when you make the job of a police officer impossible, you will have no future. And then you don't want the people to stand up for themselves. How dare American citizens have a gun? How dare they actually protect and defend themselves? You want everyone to be a victim. That's messed up. So first, don't buy into that. But this was Dana Perino over there on The Five on Fox with a pretty good kind of description regarding this attack on this officer and the nothing happening to the officer and what it means. It's, uh, yeah, listen. Also, don't you think that those three that are out already, they're already back in shelters that you're paying for? Right. And that's pretty gross. What better sentence that sums up the Biden administration than this one? Illegal immigrant mob beats up officers released immediate without bail that's that's the the headline that's joe biden's america and that's what republicans should run on for 2024 but then again they have some problems if we believe polling i'll get into that right now matt bear has traffic what's up matthew Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between.
three days since the attack in Jordan that killed three service members. The president said yesterday that he had decided how to respond, but we haven't seen any public action. Well, you know, we, at least publicly, we haven't seen any action. So with every day that passes and no response, are you missing an opportunity to signal resolve? I think we signal resolve pretty well. And as I said uh, the other day, we'll respond uh, on our own time, on our own schedule. Um, and, and and we'll do that. You think you signal resolve well in the Biden administration? Okay. I think that Iran thinks they can do anything they want and nothing will happen to them. Just, just a guess. Just a guess. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. John Kirby there, National Security Council. Yeah, we're... We're we're the toughest. Look, uh, you can make the argument that we're not done here. I'm making the argument that you haven't done anything here. And when three U.S. service members are killed, there is a plan in a drawer for exactly this moment. You pull out the plan. You got four different options. You pick one, you go. It very much thinks, uh, seems, and looks like that what you're doing is trying to see how the rest of the world sees it. And, oh, you can't be too rough on Iran because that might mean too supportive of Israel. We we see you, kitten. And we think you're terrible and weak. But thank goodness the president has time to respond to Elmo. Uh, the, 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 the Sesame Street people, uh, they uh, put out a, a tweet. I don't know if you saw this. It... it it was the the response was out of control. You know, the Elmo character uh, puts out a, a tweet on, on or a post on X and is like, "So how's everybody doing? Elmo is just checking in. How is everybody doing?" Right, it's an innocuous thing from from a character uh, famous in American culture. Well, people decide to let Elmo know how they're feeling, and it turns out people sad. People in despair. It was nuts. It was thousands and thousands and thousands of people engaged in this kind of therapy session with a puppet. I'm sorry, a Muppet. But is is he a Muppet, Muppet? Are you a Muppet if you're on Sesame Street? No, no, you're a Muppet if you're in the Muppet Show. That's a Muppet. I don't know if you're a Muppet. Neither here nor there. It was... It was crazy. You had celebrities replying. You had, um, you know, uh, everybody replying. You had, had, like, other cartoon characters replying. It was nuts. Nuts. And Biden responded to that. Culturally, okay, you got in on the fun. And a recognition that people don't feel good about what's going on. They don't feel good. And how does one change that? But if you have time for that, and you don't have time for a response to Iran, after now four days, I don't know what we're doing. 
And I don't know why anybody would think that this is okay. This takes me to the story I'm going to now get into about Indianapolis and the flat tire I got on my way home last night. And the responses that I continually get from the political left that all I'm doing is complaining. Funny, I'm a guy who celebrates the good. All I'm doing is complaining. If you don't like it, get out and all the rest. This is why when Elmo asks, how you doing? You're always so sad. Because you don't do anything to make your life better. I will get into that story in just a few moments. Stick around. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Yesterday, I'm minding my own business. I head to downtown Indianapolis. I've got a speech to give for the National Federation of Independent Business in Indiana. Lovely group of people um, advocating for, well, those of us who aren't some Fortune 500. And the small business needs and the small business pressures Solid group. Uh, enjoyed uh, the, the, the time there. Was happy to talk. Tony Katz, that's me, 93 WIBC. Good morning. That's the station. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. And so I I head down. And of course, I'm avoiding the potholes. I'm like, my gosh, the streets look terrible. And I get there and I walk over and and do do the speech, head back uh, to, to, to the station. And I'm fully aware that when you go to a government building, you can't be armed. And there is a question to why is it that if you're an elected official, you can be armed, but if you're a citizen, you can't be. That's a worthy question. I'll debate with anybody. Um, get back to the station, do the show, get in the car. I'm driving. I'm driving back. I'm on Fall Creek. And I've already avoided a bunch of potholes. I'm talking to my brother, the good Dr. Katz. And then I hit a crater. I hit a pothole so big, it could have been one of the holes used by the worms in Dune. It's gigantic. It is so big, it has its own gravitational pull. I hit it and I say, oh, damn. And I keep on my dash uh, tire pressure. It's there. It shows up. I keep it. And you can just see it falling like a stone. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try and make it uh, to, I think it's a, it's a BP or formerly a BP gas station right across from the uh, from the fairgrounds. I'm going to try and make it there. Oh, no. No, I am not going to make it. I pull off. I, I stop. The uh, AAA people tell me, well, we'll be there in an hour and a half. I'm like, all right. I got a cigar. I'm going to be fine. An hour and a half, I don't hear from anybody. I call. Oh, we don't know when. We're, we're trying to reach out to people, uh, but uh, no one's gotten back to us. Oh, okay. A friend of mine works nearby who lives near where I live, picks me up. All right, I'm leaving the car. I'm leaving the car off Fall Creek just the way it is. Have a nice day. I got to go. We're, we get to, to, to Carmel. Phone rings, tow truck guy. Hey, I'm five minutes away. You there with the key? No, I didn't know when somebody was going to show up. I, I I left. Well, I'm going to need the key. It's in a spot. You can grab it. It's it's no problem. Just 
Go go to it. People tow without a key all the time. Get into my driveway. It's the tow truck driver. Yeah, I'm going to need the key. So I then drive back to Fall Creek from my my lovely uh, uh, abode in, in in Carmel and and uh, and uh, give uh, them the key and take care of everything. Sometimes you get a flat tire. I've gotten two in my life, both in downtown Indianapolis because of potholes. Potholes happen. Potholes happen. But what rarely happens is rewarding a politician who doesn't care. This, of course, is the story of Indianapolis. And Indianapolis re-electing to a third term Joe Hogsett, who obviously does not care. Allow me to say Joe Hogsett doesn't give a good holy damn about you. He doesn't give a damn about who travels to the city. He doesn't give a damn about potholes. He doesn't give a damn about what it costs you. He doesn't give a damn about the time it wastes for you. Joe Hogsett doesn't give a damn about you and doesn't give a damn about your sister either. These are the facts. Because somebody who gave a damn would actually do something about this. And on social media, I received, because I, I posted, a came downtown, <laughs> I'm waiting on the tow truck now, because I hit a pothole, because people can absolutely understand this show and picture. Guy Relford, of course, the gun guy here at WIBC, showed the picture of the pothole that took out two of his tires, and uh, my, my executive producer had it happen last week, because this is a standard and people responded on social media, well, you see, the problem is the road funding. Well, the problem is this, the problem is that. No, the problem is you accept it because your politics are greater than your decency. The question for Indianapolis is, why the hell do you accept this? What the hell is wrong with you? Why are you acting like a battered wife? Leave the guy already. Why do you accept this as the standard when this is absolutely insane? Why haven't 5,000 people shown up to the mayor's office and say, hey, fix the damn roads? Why isn't there a microphone in Joe Hogsett's face every single day? Because the media in Indianapolis can't be bothered? Fox 59, Wish TV, WTHRI TV, you drive down here every damn day. Don't you notice it sucks? Why not say so? You want to defend Joe Hogsett because you have to defend the Democrat? So you'll live like this? What the hell is wrong with you? Get it through your head. You're the problem. Joe Hogsett doesn't give a damn about you, but you aren't willing to stand up for yourself because you don't give a damn about you. Joe Hogsett is a failed mayor. When a big thing comes to town like the All-Star Game, don't worry. We will sweep all the homeless right off the streets. Don't you worry about a thing. But when it comes to the residents, they can kiss off in Joe Hogsett's world and his enablers are like, yep. That's just the way it is. They think this is the way it is. No. This is not the way it has to be. By the way, I will be sending the city a bill for my tire. Let that fight begin. I dare you to fight me. You might win. I just dare you to fight. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. 
All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. star will no longer be printed in Indianapolis. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Local production facility that has been printing the paper since 2001 has announced uh, that Gannett, the owner, has announced that the closure will occur on April 9th. 90 employees involved in daily printing and packing operations will be laid off. They're going to print the Indy Star out of Peoria, Illinois. But their commitment to Indianapolis is unwavering. Uh, They would be able to prove that if they actually printed news. You know it. I know it. They know it. Just Gannett further taking things down the line and offline till eventually one has to assume there will be nothing left. And someone's going to have to turn out the lights. Nah, 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 nah. The lights will go off and that'll be it. And they'll be like, oh, I guess it's I guess it's over now. Mimi Blue, they are ending their run in Indianapolis on Mass Ave. Uh that spot, that 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 space there um at the end of Mass Ave is just gorgeous. I've always said that about that room. That room is the most East Village style restaurant I have seen outside of the village. Uh, just the way they position things, including the mirrors. And it's been a while since I, I, I've been. I, I will agree with that. But the mirrors were were, were angled in a way where it, there was like one small TV by the bar. Um, and, and the mirrors were angled in a way where you look back in on the restaurant. So it was, it was this, it, it kind of, it, it fostered, if, if not forced dialogue and conversation, um, amongst, uh, people who were there always loved that look, always loved how they made that go. I thought the food was wonderful. I'm sorry to see it happen, but I, but I hope for them. Um, they're they're on to 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 other things. The whole Cosine family, I mean, good things. Um, and they have announced uh, that if you have a gift card purchased after October first, twenty twenty three, it will be reimbursed for the stated value until March of twenty twenty four, the end of March twenty twenty four. So uh, you can get that uh, handled and done. Um, sorry to see it happen. Is this a sign of where the economy is? The answer is yes and no because we there there are details that we don't have. From what I know, they're also like they're also selling the building. They're selling the whole thing. So it could be just a shift in focus, not having anything to do with anything else economic. It could have something to do economic and force the sale of the building. That's not something I have an answer to. And so, uh, so you can't sometimes use these one offs as as a true indicator. You can take a look at a, at a whole bunch of one-offs and say, well, it tells you something. 
But I can also point to places that are opening downtown, downtown Indy. So sometimes a story is just a story. It, 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 is, it is siloed as opposed to part of, of, of everything else. Uh, that, that said, I'm sorry to see it happen. I look forward to what they are going to do uh, next. If, if they're going to do something next, I, I can't, wait, can't wait to see it. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good President's focus has been to do everything that he can to support this community from day one. We get what's going on on the ground. We understand what's going. That's why we've had the EPA. That's why we had DOT. That's why we had HHS. That's why we've had FEMA on the ground. Um, you know, this is not about some sort of like political stunt here. This is not about. This is not what this is about. This is about this president being a president for everyone and showing up, showing up for this community. That's what this is about. A year later. Come on, Corinne Jean-Pierre. It's about showing up for the community a year later. When they, they fit it in between nap time and ice cream time. Oh, come now. Will he drink the water? No, he won't drink the water. Come, don't be silly. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Oh, that is precious. You know, that's actually not the, the the biggest story of the day. Certainly, that's just a comedic story. More and more, you're going to start hearing about this. Clip this uh, from, from Fox News uh, earlier today. As you know, Hamas murdered more than 1,400 Israelis, and they still hold more than 100 of them hostage somewhere. So it would seem that banning them from entering the United States would be a no-brainer, right? But apparently squad members were sheeted to leave, and Cory Bush disagree as the only two members of Congress voting against a ban last night. Let them in, they say. Fox and Friends. We don't need to discuss anymore. We need to recognize what Rashida Tlaib is, what Cory Bush is. Cory Bush, who is uh, using campaign funds to pay her husband, who she claims is her security. And if you ask about it, well, you're just a racist and a sexist. The DOJ opened the probe. You know it's a violation. I know it's a violation. Why don't we just get into the uh, removal? Why not? Let's start with a removal uh, from uh, committees, and then uh, we can go from there. The same thing is true about uh, Representative, Representative Ilhan Omar. This speech that she gave, now is the translation wrong? She wasn't saying that she's for Somalia first, and then a Muslim second? She wasn't saying that uh, Somalia is her only focus? You even have people from uh, Somaliland describing what Omar was saying because she was utilized, she was not speaking in English. And I, as I said, I have not yet found what I would call the language. I, I don't, it, 
some people have called it a Somali language, but I didn't know if there was a specific name for the language, so I, I've avoided discussing it in that way. But the 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 Republic of Somaliland referred to it as this this kind of gross messaging. It was anti it was anti Ethiopian. It was it was pretty ugly stuff. And for somebody who likes to talk about allegiances, one has to uh, answer uh, where where does she see hers? So of course, there's been the call not only to uh, expel her from Congress. Some people have called for deportation. I don't know how that part works. If she wants to argue that this is the translation is improper, sure, you're not going to get people to buy in. You've said enough. There's been enough bigotry from you that to hide behind, well, you don't understand the language. Sometimes interpretations can be taken different ways. Sometimes it's a cover. How many more ways will Ilhan Omar show you that she's not a very good person? That she doesn't have America's best interest at heart and she's got a bigot streak that runs a mile deep? But even she knew enough, although I didn't see, maybe she didn't vote. She knew enough not to be opposed to a piece of legislation that says we don't let Hamas in the country. Cori Bush voted against it because she's a communist and destroying the country is what she's into. Remember, she's somebody who says, I have to have security, but we should defund the police. She doesn't believe in your rights, only in hers. Remember, elitism comes in all shapes and sizes. It comes in all colors and creeds. It is it is more uh, than not an ideological point of view, not a uh, economic point of view, is, is elitism. Rashida Tlaib, she never met a member of Hamas that she didn't love. She supports Hamas. That seems obvious at this stage of the game. You will allow Hamas into the country? What are we doing? This is why the move has to happen with all of these squad members to start primarying them, to push back against them, and to find ways to get them out of office. I argue that as much as I would love for Indianapolis in the 7th District to elect a uh, a Republican, a conservative, not even a Republican, I'm not going to get my wish. So, okay, I'm not going to get what I want. How do I get close to what I want? Well, let's start with some basics. What What is it that we're, we're looking to do? What is it we're looking to accomplish? Well, I would just love to have a member of Congress that doesn't hate Jews. I would just love to have a member of Congress who thinks that Indianapolis is not their birthright because of their grandmother. Okay, let's vote for another Democrat. Let's vote for another Democrat. Let's vote for another black Muslim Democrat. Let's vote for a black Christian Democrat. Let's vote for a white Christian Democrat. Let's vote for a a female black Christian Democrat, a female black Jewish Democrat, a female black Muslim Democrat. Vote for someone who doesn't hate Jews and doesn't think that Indianapolis is their birthright because of their grandma. 
And it's a great place to start. No, it's not everything. Kitten, you ain't going to get everything. What can you get? And then build from there. So why aren't we being supportive in this way? Why aren't we thinking this way? You want me to turn to the Republicans and say, okay, run somebody. They won't. They don't. They can't. They've shown this. This was the failure of Kyle Hupfer. I assume this will be uh, the, the failure of Hathaway, the entire Republican Party. They don't take a look at every race and say, how do we compete? They say, oh, we don't have the money for that. Democrats don't do that. Democrats looked at Hamilton County and said, it might take us 20 years, but we're going to get people on that city on that city council. And they did. They did. They now run people for mayor in Carmel and feel like they've got a shot. Republicans haven't figured out how to do that. Don't tell me that this Republican Party in Indiana is strong or, or, or anything else. Holy McCrap. This is weak stuff. And they get these super majorities and they're like, okay, that's enough. But they don't do enough with it. It's not strong enough. They do play in some spaces that make no sense. And they do engage some things that I think are valuable. But they don't decide, hey, having a supermajority isn't enough. You got to do something with it. And how do you spread the word? And how do you get more people elected? In And how do you protect the capital city? And how do you grab this city? You got wiped clean in Lawrence, kitten. Anybody doing a, a, a postmortem? Figure out how to fix that? Hmm. I can't get a Republican to win in the seventh. We can at least get a different Democrat. Somebody who doesn't align with Rashida Tlaib, who says Hamas members should be welcome in the country. And then let's get somebody to run against Rashida Tlaib. Matt. How bad is it? Don't sugarcoat it. Give it to me straight. Want coffee? I think I need some coffee. Time to fill up on the news. Tony Katz and 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Fill up on the news. That is brought to you by the Absolute Wealth Management LLC, the Absolute Wealth Retirement Planning Show. There it is. Sundays at 9 a.m. WIBC, WIBC.com. Dow futures up to NASDAQ futures up 81. The Fed did not change interest rates. They did not lower interest rates. At all. Because the Fed is making a very, very clear statement. Um, We're not done, people. This economy is not great. This economy is not perfect. Inflation is still a real problem. And so we're not going to make a move until things get better. Which means rates stay where they are. That's what it means. Now, I've got a bunch of stuff to get to. And as you know, the world is crazy. We do not have to be. That's why we have the TK Thursday music moment brought to you by Killadent. Killadent removal. They do the, the paintless uh, dent removal. Uh, they'll come to you, the, 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 the mobile stuff, everything. Kill a dent removal. 
Dent.com. Kill a dent. Kill a dent removal.com. The paintless auto dent and hail removal pros. Check them out. Kill a dent removal.com. Uh, so the, the, the TK, Tony Katz, that's me, Thursday music moment came because uh, we created it. The world's crazy. We don't have to be crazy. You take a moment, you take a beat, you take a breath. And you're like, you know what? Listen to some music. Everything will be all right. And we'll go forward from there. That's rational. Because everybody wants to be nuts and keep you crazed and insane all the time. <laughs> Silly. Silly. So we play some music and we roll down the windows in the car. And we got some sunshine going. Or we step away from the computer. We turn up the speakers. We grab a drink. I don't care what's in the cup. I'm not here to judge. And we take a moment. So I took this moment from 1952. That's when it got recorded, although it was released in 53. I went old school. I went original. Because when you hear Hound Dog, you think Elvis. What you should be thinking of is Willie Mae Big Mama Thornton, who made the song the song. It is the TK Thursday music moment. Uh, Producer Carl, hit it. You Oh, you ain't looking for a woman. Are you looking at for 
Sometimes you need a classic, people. Sometimes you just need what you need. The Roots, kitten. Know your roots. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Mr. Speaker, Walgreens is planning to close yet another pharmacy in the Massachusetts 7th, this time on Warren Street in Roxbury, a community that is 85% black and Latino. This closure is a part of a larger trend of abandoning low-income communities like the previous closures in Mattapan and Hyde Park, both in the Massachusetts 7th. When a Walgreens leaves a neighborhood, they disrupt the entire community and they take them and they take with them baby formula, diapers, asthma inhalers, life-saving medication. And of course, jobs. I don't disagree with any of that, except, of course, your claim, Representative Ayanna Presley, that Walgreens is leaving because they're racist. Because that's your claim, right? That Walgreens is pulling out because of bigotry. Oh, you don't believe me? These closures are not arbitrary and they are not innocent. They are life-threatening acts of racial and economic discrimination. Does Walgreens have a say? Can they say, here's what's happened in this store? And I'm not sure what's happened in that specific store. But we have all seen repeated instances of runaway theft, reckless abandoned people just walking in, taking what they want, walking out, nothing you could do about it. They're just supposed to take that? They're going to have to deal with the losses. What I find interesting, Representative Presley, is that you were not there to excoriate people who screamed, well, these are victimless crimes. No. There are no victimless crimes. You know who was talking about this before you, Representative Presley? The first person I ever heard talk about this? Fingers Malloy. Fingers Malloy, who uh, hosts Eat, Drink, Smoke with me. When the... When the CVS closed near his his father, uh, Fingers Malloy Sr., now he has to go miles to get medications. Tell me more about victimless crimes. These things all connect to each other. And where were you to excoriate those people stealing? To excoriate those people who say, hey, you can't call the police on a black person. That happened numerous times and still does. You are nowhere. You only want to scream racial and economic discrimination and don't say anything about the discrimination, let's call it that, that Walgreens gets from the people who rob from them, steal from them, I should say, or who rob them. Now, I'm not sure that's the specific case there in the Massachusetts 7th, but since we've seen so many videos and so much content and heard so many stories and read so many stories about this happening, let's make an assumption that there's an issue. It's happening all across America. Do you still think uh, prosecutors shouldn't prosecute? 
because we have prosecutors all across America saying uh, we shouldn't prosecute. We can't prosecute our way out of this problem. Well, then how does one get out of this problem? You have a lawless society. You've told police officers they can't do anything about it. You actually attack police officers for doing their job. And then you complain? Maybe just a a spitballing here. Perhaps we shouldn't call everybody a racist. Perhaps we shouldn't call everybody a bigot. Perhaps we shouldn't excoriate business owners for wanting to protect and defend themselves. Perhaps we shouldn't excoriate business owners for being in business and not paying their fair share or not paying enough of a wage. Maybe people should stop being crazed and recognize that a business has a a right to run its business the way it sees fit. That criminals, people who steal from that business, should indeed go to jail, and it is a deterrent. And that we should, in our local neighborhoods, wherever that local neighborhood may be, actually be protective of the businesses as opposed to thinking they owe us something and stealing from the businesses, which forces them to close and then brings about people as ignorant as Representative Presley to say, you see, that's just their racial bias. I don't I don't know why this is so I don't know why it's so difficult. Why was there no community input? That is why I joined with Senator Markey and Warren to demand answers from Walgreens CEO. Why was there no community input, no adequate notice to customers, and no transition resources to prevent gaps in health care? Shame on you, Walgreens. Having a website with talking points about health equity and underserved communities is not enough. Walgreens is a multi-billion dollar corporation that needs to put their money where their mouth is and stop divesting from black and brown communities. Well, I have no proof that they're divesting from black and brown communities. But one should ask what's been going on in this in your district regarding any level of, of crime. I, w- I would love the data point. You can't really do anything without the data point. But what do you mean community input? If the business is losing money, what does the community have to do with any part of it? They make a decision. See, this is where the whole stakeholder conversation you realize is a giant bunch of crap. The stakeholder conversation is actually an idea of collectivism. It's the idea of saying, sure, you have a business, but we get to make decisions for you. No, you don't. You don't get to make any decisions. How we open, when we open, how we close, when we close, how we run the business. You don't get to make any decision except for whether or not you enter the business or not. Walgreens has to stay open because the stakeholders have decided they have to stay open, have to deal with the issues, have to deal. Would you accept that in San Francisco? Deal with the theft, deal with the human feces around, deal with the crime, deal with the violence. You have to stay open. We decided you do. Stakeholder is one of the ugliest expressions in America and is an anti-capitalist conversation. And the people who push it, including right here in central Indiana, are wrong. And they should be pushed back upon. No community input. Where was the community to rally and say, hey, we need the Walgreens. Don't steal from here. If indeed it was the theft that caused them to close. Again, we need the data. But the argument, the argument is just pure, pure 
ideological drivel. I'll catch you guys at noon. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.